0: I don't have many rules that i live by in my life but don't don't waste beer is certainly one of them
1: sage-like sage-like advice there brian caves brian caves brian caves that background of yours which nobody can see this is a great start to an audio podcast i heard it's about to it's about to change what's you're already moving out of Casa de, uh, Casa de Caves. What happened? You've only been there for like two weeks.
0: Yeah. Um, well, we, we kind of hate our apartment. Um, what? Yeah, It's there's been a lot of issues. Um, we have one of those like shared laundry facilities, and there have been random times when we couldn't do laundry because someone felt it upon themselves to tear the all the doors off the dryers. We well, um, can't
1: skip arm day that's what i always say you can't skip arm day
0: no apparently not um and then like there was supposed to be a a gate and then the gate somebody hit the gate like the day it went up Mm. um and then uh we've got neighbors that just argue all the time really loudly
1: and it's like Um, really ran like random times at night it's not like five o'clock at night it's like two in the morning three in the morning it, it might
0: be two in the morning we've heard it four in the morning we've heard it uh, at two o'clock in the afternoon while we're trying to work because we both you know work from home for the most part right now um so yeah we're we're breaking our lease we're going to get a new place plus we get a second bedroom which mm-hmm. is going to be nice so yeah uh, if you come to visit or if oh. anybody else comes to visit we'll have a second bedroom um so that'll Aww. be cool we'll have a washer and dryer actually in our apartment dang brian you guys are moving on up to the east side well it's the south south end um of the city
1: moving on up to the south end of the city doesn't rhyme that doesn't sound as good
0: yeah it doesn't didn't work as well no no um but we'll be closer to light rail which would be nice public transportation's cool and that's been something I've wanted for a long time to live in a city that has like good public transportation. So that's great. um, Very exciting. Yeah. We're, we're, uh, we're super excited. We signed a lease today, but we have like two and a half weeks to move.
1: (laughs) So um, I have an idea. I got a text the other day um, from a one Homer, Homer Olson, Nottingham forest, super fan. Really influencer fan, if you want to see it that way. Homer is coming to the greater Charlotte area this upcoming weekend. So I think he would probably jump in and help you pack.
0: You know, I I don't think that's unreasonable.
1: No, I, I, I told him that. Well, he texted me and he was like, hey, tell Brian I'm coming to Charlotte this weekend. And I was like, hey, Homer, here's his number. You do it. What, what did he say when he texted you?
0: Um, I have heard from him.
1: <sighs> Homer. Homer, Homer. Well, you can make up for it, Homer, by um, coming and helping them pack this weekend. And then he's not going to be there to help you move. But luckily, we have another Bam Fam member who is permanently in that greater Carolina area. So you can have uh, six Stick Stickley come on down and help you out to move too. This is this is sounding really great. This is sounding like it's going to work out really well.
0: Hey, and, and you never know if the Red Stars are in uh, are in carry mm-hmm. for the playoffs. Maybe you could <laughs> come on down.
1: Well, Matt. Well, well, at this Kate at this point, looking at the the bracket, there's no way it can go to carry. So I'm sorry. I know that bad. sounded really good for you. It sounded like, oh, I can two birds, one stone this ish. No, you can't. Um, no, you can't. Well, which we'll get into the NWSL stuff in the show. Um, well, that's I'm really happy for you and Alyssa. I think that's really great. I know you moved down there to be closer to family and you were able to do that. You just had a fun weekend with the family, doing a little chili cook off, drinking some burrs uh I've, getting I
0: finished third place in the chili cook off, by the how, way, of how many I, people um, there were eight chilies total.
1: So you're on the top half. I thought yeah, you were gonna
0: say I got third place. How many people? Three. Oh, <laughs> I kind of feel like I was robbed.
1: Why is that? Were were people in cahoots?
0: I think they were. I think my well, Son I think everyone there is just everybody there is just too weak.
1: Oh, you went a little like you went a little Homer, um, Homer Pepper, not Homer Olson, Homer Simpson. You went a little. The heat heat index was high.
0: <laughs> the heat index was high, but a talking coyote voiced by Johnny cash um, <laughs> did not take me on any kind of spirit journey. Oh. Um, but the person that of course won is also the birthday boy. So
1: I, I yeah. sent some BS.
0: Stop the count.
1: Stop the count.
0: <laughs> well, I'm sorry
1: that you lost. Um, I didn't get any of the chili. So um which is a bummer. Since you talked about it, I've had a hankering and I was going to go to the grocery store yesterday to buy stuff for chili. And then I came home from the grocery store and I bought nothing for chili. I bought everything, but the stuff I needed for chili. So I think um, tomorrow I'm definitely going to go to the grocery store and I'm definitely going to buy some chili stuff so we can make it. Cause I'm in, I've got the need, the need for some from chilies, not from <laughs> chilies, this the restaurant. I need some chili. Period. You
0: know, it's it's starting to cool down, you know, you get that like cool, brisk air in there. And it's like 80 now in Charlotte. Yeah, it's really man, it was in the 50s this morning. Oh, we had frost this morning. Alyssa <sighs> turned Alyssa's had the heat on for about a month. So oh my gosh, you
1: that wife of yours. Anyway, um, we're gonna turn the heat up Ooh, with wow. this episode of Brian and me. So why don't we go ahead and uh get her started? <laughs> That's how it sounds when you start it up. Sure.
0: Can't argue with that.
1: Welcome, boys and girls, to Brighton Me, where a podcast where we talk about soccer and other things, other podcasty things. On tonight's show, we are in the waning hours we're getting to the point where the nwso playoffs are kicking off and by golly do we got a matchup for you we got the red stars our chicago red stars ours meaning we own no stake in the club but we are supporters of them and we get no financial benefit from being a fan of the team um so they are going up against
0: but if they want to Make right. us like influencers, Sarah, yeah. Sarah, you've got uh, our contact information.
1: Yeah. And we're online like at least 15 minutes a day now. So that's Thanks. great. We're, we're really out there with the people. Um, they're playing uh, against New York, New Jersey, Metropolitan, Gotham, Sky Blue, FC, SC, United, Real um, on Sunday. And they're going to be playing at Geek Stadium in Chicago. We're going to talk about it. And we have a special segment with the one Robbie Rogers who's been on the show three other times this season to write his um, or to, to perform his haikus for Gina Lewandowski. Um, a little bit different segment tonight where it was just myself and Mr. Rogers the other night. Mr. Rogers. I'm sure he hasn't heard that one before uh, where we talked about the match. So we're going we're gonna to preview that match too. We'll also get Bryant your take on what your prediction is going to be. Also, we're going to talk about the crew who have a very long road ahead of them if they want to make the playoffs. And by the time this pod comes out, they might already be eliminated, which is the beauty of the long-form podcast product. So we'll talk about that as if we don't know what's happening, because we don't know what's happening is before the match is started for the New York Red Bulls right now. After that, we're going to get into your Ask Bam questions, where there are some questions about, Kids acting a fool. We've got our favorite uh, episodes of certain TV shows, of some goat TV shows, and we're going to answer those for you. We're going to get those on recorded audio tape because we record all of these on tape. And then we, um, yeah, we get them onto a computer after that because we're very old school. We care about you and want the audio quality to be really high. Before that, though, we're going to talk about a little bit of a mild bit of drama. Ooh. With the Chicago Red Stars, and I wish it was, um, I wish it was more all positive going into this weekend. But something came out this week that just—it's uh, really, it's really getting to me. So I had, I had to talk about it. I have to talk about it. Before we do get into that, though, we have to run down those stories that might not make our show tonight, but they're from teams that are still near and dear to our hearts, where uh, teams like Liverpool. Liverpool men won today two to zero against uh, Atletico Madrid, where they got another red card. Atletico Madrid did um, not yeah. good. Liverpool women they also won today in the FAWSL Cup or the Continental Cup. They went to PKs where they uh, they won five to three. Prior to that, over the weekend, we had a two to zero victory for our pals. With Liverpool, um, so that was fun. That was really good. We got a good,
0: uh, get well We got soon, a good Riley. couple
1: matches. Yeah, get well soon, Riley. Riley was also in a a car accident where she is recovering from it. It sounds like it wasn't, you know, life threatening, but there are some injuries from it. Um, yes, please get well soon. hashtag Bam Fam, you never walk alone, uh, Riley. We hope you feel better. I know she's a big listener, big listener of the show. Tote. Yeah. Um, also. Uh, outside of that, uh, the Spurs men, they lost 3-0 to to Man United after Man United got shellacked just a few days before by Liverpool, which was really fun to watch. Um, and then in response, your friends at Tottenham decided to get rid of their manager, whose name escapes me. And in response, they hired uh, Conte. Anto- First Antonio Conte, right?
0: Yeah, Antonio Conte. Antonio Conte. Nuno Espirito Santo. Is
1: who they uh, fired. Nuno Espirito Santo, who was the manager of the month, the first month of the season, and, and then and they got and fired all in the third month hell. of the season. Um, so congratulations, the grand opening, to,
0: grand closing
1: to Conte for being the new coach. Which, uh, contrary to what the Spurs social media folks say, he is not Spanish. He is Italian.
0: He is Italian.
1: They, they posted this welcome video uh, with uh, the Spanish welcome until they realized that he was Italian. They deleted it and they did a new one with the Italian welcome, which is I just...
0: Mean, you know, they're both uh, romance languages based on Latin. We're you know, back, they're like, baby. They're cousins. They're, Spurs you know, are
1: back, baby. Spurs are back.
0: It's, it, oh. you know, it's it's kind of cool. Like, I'm I'm legitimately excited about it only because I think... I think it signals that the club is going to try and be a little more ambitious than they've been in the past because I don't think you bring in somebody like Conte without assurances that you're going to be spending money that you're going to keep uh, Kane around that you're going to. Yeah. Uh, do some things so you know here's hoping um, well, you can
1: spend money once you sell cane right so they're like yeah we're spending money and they have their fingers crossed behind their back and then whenever he says oh, you, you sold a cane and that's my dead on italian impersonation nailed it he, yeah thank you uh, whenever they said you, you sold a cane he said you were, we said we spend money we didn't say that we would make money first <laughs> we didn't say we wouldn't make wouldn't money say first. where we were getting the money from yeah, we didn't say, yeah, we didn't say all that. Um, so, cool, congratulations. Hopefully that keeps Tottenham above. I just want Tottenham to be better than Arsenal. I like it when Arsenal fans are sad. You and, um,
0: uh, you and me both.
1: Yeah. Um, so let's get into the Red Stars before we bring Robbie's segment in uh, because they did make the playoffs. They, they went to Orlando. Kealia, um, Rocket. Kealia was like, I'm, we're not waiting for other teams to get us into nah. the playoffs. I'm getting us in ourselves. And she sent in a racket um, to, to beat Orlando. The fight in Orlando Prides, 1-0, on their own. Um, God, so much humidity, court, pitch. Going to Florida sounds awful all times of the year. But they came back with a victory in a spot, in a home match in the playoffs, to which we'll talk probably ad nauseum tonight about that playoff match. But before we do... The end of the season is is here. The regular season is done. All 24 matches are completed. And so that means we need to award winners. We need to award victors from within the team for some team awards. This week, they did release the team awards. And us fans, you fans, the supporters of the Chicago Red Stars, can go ahead and you can vote in that Chicago Red Stars player award. So we're going to run through the categories, and we're going to pick who um, we think is going to win. Uh, Brian do you have the page up I do why don't you go ahead Um, we'll take turns reading the category and the nominees and then we'll pick who we would choose I'll go first I'm going to pick the hard one I'm going to read the hard one for rookie of the year your Chicago Red are candidates are Tatum Malazzo Brian who are you picking for the rookie of the year for the Chicago Red Stars <laughs>
0: I am uh, writing in um, own goal. Oh, no, don't do Malazzo like that.
1: Don't <laughs> no, do Malazzo like that.
0: No, Tato Malazzo has been fantastic this year. She uh, she deserves, even if she was running unopposed, even if right. she is running unopposed, she deserves the recognition. Absolutely. She's, she's, been she's great a baller.
1: In a year that didn't have um, Trinity Rodman <laughs> or a year that didn't have uh, Emily Fox, I would put Milazzo in the top you know top three i would put her in the top rookies of the of the season for the whole league but there were so many strong rookies this year it's hard to it's hard to justify that because her playing time she was a backup but god when she played i mean we saw her up close and personal in north carolina like she doesn't back down she 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 gets she gets she
0: was no
1: she doesn't she she was she was
0: up against uh was amy rodriguez right
1: yeah, Amy Rodriguez, of, who had just been traded to North Carolina a couple most matches of the night, before.
0: one of the better one of the better goal scorers in the league and stayed like, right on her the whole night. Like, And
1: and she's got – like Amy Rodriguez is tough to play against because she's loud and she plays with a lot of force and she's yeah. yelling a lot. And Malazzo was like, I don't care. And she just went up against her. And Rodriguez, outside the penalty kick that um, – and it wasn't even in the run of play like Milazzo held her all night. It was, uh, it was a really yeah. solid performance. And she's had those all year when she's coming. She doesn't back down to anybody. And I think that's pretty legit. Um, cool. Let's go to Newcomer of the Year. Go ahead, Brian, read us all. All
0: right. So for Newcomer of the Year, we've got three nominees. Um, we've got Sarah Waldmo. We've got uh, Cassie Miller. And then we've got Mal Pugh. So, Thomas, who, uh, who would you select?
1: I would select Mal Pugh. I mean, this is her best year since coming into the league. She's been able to play. I mean, best in terms of she's played the most minutes. I think she's 700 more minutes than she's played in a season yet. So she's stayed healthy, four goals, four assists. The offense is looking much better than it did last year with Mal. And um, she's made other players around her even better. I have to go Mal Pugh. I would probably give Sarah Wilmo the second place in that one, but Cassie Miller also had a good year coming in for a listener. It was close, but I would give Mal Pugh definitely the, the far and away victory on that one.
0: Yeah. I'd, uh, I'd throw it, I'd throw a mouse way as well. I mean, I just think she was huge, like mm-hmm. really, really big at times when the team was uh, was maybe struggling a little bit. She was the deciding factor in mm-hmm. how many games um, where they won, you know, low scoring, like one, nothing or two, one type match. I mean, she was the either with a goal or assist. It seemed like in some of the most important games of the season. So, yeah, um, I would definitely, I'd give it to Mal as well.
1: Totally, um, cool. Let's get into most improved. Most improved, there are five nominees: Sarah Waldmo, Cassie Miller, Rachel Hill, Mackenzie Doniak, and Katie Johnson. Who would you pick for this one, Brian?
0: i take i take umbrage with the fact that sarah Waldmo's even nominated for this
1: because she wasn't on the team last year <laughs> well she <laughs>
0: wasn't on the team last year and she was a team captain for like yeah I a know. long time with with the we, sky blue yeah the fight yeah, with, sky blues and sky blues there so like i i take umbrage with the fact that she's even on there yeah um i'm gonna give this one to cassie miller I just think she has been so huge for us this year with mm-hmm. when you lose a, a keeper of the caliber of Alyssa Nair I mean she's the starting keeper um, on the women's national team for a reason um, and when you lose a player of that caliber and yeah. you have Cassie Miller step in and, and play really really well I mean we won a lot of close games a lot of low scoring games uh-huh. She she had some really phenomenal games in there so yeah. I'd give it to Cassie
1: yeah for sure um, I think that's that's a solid choice here. It's hard. Waldmo is the best player on the list. Sure. But again, most improved, I don't see where that falls in. Hill, Doniak, and Johnson, it's tough because they all kind of interchange. They all don't really start consistently, and they come in sporadically. If I had to pick between Doniak, Johnson, and Hill, I'd probably pick Johnson um, yeah. if I had to pick. But this one is, is Cassie Miller for me. Catching off for me. Um, all right. You ready to get gritty? Ooh. Not the Philadelphia Flyers mascot, gritty. <laughs> no, not that gritty. Not,
0: not the greatest mascot in the history of sports. That's, um,
1: that's not named Slider or Crew Cat. Yeah. Um, Grit Award, the Chicago Grit Award. We right. got five nominees um, Aaron Wright, Rachel Hill, Vanessa Bernardo, <laughs> Alyssa Motts and kelia watt i don't know why rachel hill's on here go ahead brian what what do you pick for chicago
0: i I don't know how you could pick anybody that's not named Alyssa motts for this Mm. to overcome everything she overcame between that the big injury to come back this year and then um you know having the like the death of a parent like you and i have both lost a parent we know how difficult that is um and for her to like come in and and contribute as much she has like some of these other players have been great. Like Aaron Wright's been huge for the team. Yeah. Um, Kelia Watt obviously has been great. Um, but I think Alyssa Mott's got to be the sentimental favorite here.
1: Yeah, when you, you convinced me, I was going to say Aaron Wright. And I think when I voted, I picked Aaron Wright. Just because the coming back from giving birth and playing like all the time,
0: she's the starting
1: fullback. Oh, absolutely. Like, she's there. She, and-
0: she's been phenomenal
1: like not seeing her last year and having her on the field this year, it's just a total, total switch, total switch of to that position. And it's like Sarah Gordon had to move to center back. It's like, you don't even see, there's not a huge difference in fullback because Aaron Wright is still charging up the field and she still plays defensively, offensively well. Uh, but you convince me, Alyssa Mons should get the, Alyssa Mons gets you just from the, yeah, you, you, you reminded me of the ACL, Tear and coming back from that from last year and then the parent thing this team has come together so strong yeah. on the field like they've come together as a unit losing you know losing Ertz the first match of the year which um I don't know the locker room I don't know how it is I know folks in the fandom world are like well maybe it's not the worst thing <laughs> maybe off the field not the worst thing yeah. um <clears throat> This is one of those moments that people rallied around was having Mott's back. She's like the the Chicagoan, like the Chicago, like namesake legend of the team, you know. And yeah. um uh, we'll go with Mott's. I'll go with Mots too. Yeah, for sure.
0: Right. Um moving on to best defender. I have a feeling I know how we're gonna go with this, but you know, let's let's talk it out.
1: Sarah Gordon, Let's the next one? I'm just kidding. Go yeah. ahead and read off the, read
0: off the we've, defenders. Uh, we've got Tierna Davidson, mm-hmm. the aforementioned Sarah Gordon, uh, Florida State University legend Casey Kruger, Go <laughs> Aaron Wright, and uh, Kayla Sharples. Uh, come on. <laughs> come on like, <clears throat> and Casey Kruger
1: and Tierna Davidson are great. I think that just shows how much of a year sarah gordon had um Kruger and davidson were out for the olympics um when they're here they're very important integral pieces of it yeah sarah gordon hasn't missed a match since april of 2019 i haven't missed a minute of a match since april of 2019 yeah. and, and just like <clears throat> we're going to talk a little bit later with robbie he's going to talk about like slide tackles and stuff and how great the defenders are at gotham you don't see sarah gordon slide tackle Cause she's faster than everybody on the field. She
0: <laughs> should not have to, she should not have to recover cause she's already no. beat you down the field.
1: Yeah. Like there are so many moments watching matches, especially the last couple of months where they could have had a break. They could have gone, you know, yeah. on offense and charged down, but she's there the entire time. She made Sidney and LaRue kind of like an afterthought in the last two matches. They played against them against Orlando, a player who agitates people and gets into spots to score goals. Um, no, I, I don't know how you pick against uh Sarah Gordon. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know how you
0: no, no offense to uh, anybody else. Dominated, you know. I think you could, uh, I think you could make a case um, for anybody on that list. But yeah. yeah, give me Sarah Gordon all day.
1: Yeah, the the combination of Davidson and Gor- uh, and Gordon, it's hard to imagine a better center back partnership there. Um, <clears throat> it's hard to think because then you have Wright and you have Kruger as fullbacks, and that, that's a great partnership. <clears throat> if Hertz was here. I would hate to see like what position she would take from somebody like maybe, you know, do you have to move DiBernardo Bernardo up to offense to make Ertz a defender? And then you have or like a midfielder and then you have yeah. to have I, <clears throat> The chemistry of the team seems so well right now that that would really mess stuff up. Um, but we don't have to worry about it. Cause she only plays matches this year in USA, red, white, and blue, not in. Chicago red white and blue um humanitarian of the year excuse me humanitarian of the year um Zoe Morse Sarah Gordon Danny Colaprico Rachel Hill and Cassie Miller shout out to Danny Colaprico's uncle yeah you got Brian
0: um I think it's Sarah Gordon again Mm um uh like mental health is something that's very um very important to both of us is something we've been both been very open about, mm-hmm. um, talking about on the show. Um, and I think her, what she's doing, uh, with hood space and kind of helping people who, um, may not otherwise have access to some of those mental health services and some of those other, um, resources, um, is, fantastic. Like not again, not to diminish anything that any of the other folks are doing there, but that one is very close to, to my heart. So, uh, and I love Sarah anyway. Yeah. So I would go with Sarah.
1: Yeah. I have to go the same route and we talk about mental health is important stuff and we don't have that added layer of, you know, being looked down upon by society and being, you know, racially treated differently. Because of how like what we were how we we're born and stuff like that, which is not a reason to treat anybody differently. So Sarah taking in women in the city and helping their mental health and helping them. Come on, that's just yeah. you're in the NWSL. Um, I think Danny does great stuff with her soccer clinics that she brings Absolutely. kids to helps them play you know play for free and that gets kids you know out of situations. It gets kids into a a situation where they can make friends and they can learn to play together and learn teamwork. And that's awesome. I probably put her in second place, but what Gordon does, like, that's just, <clears throat> it's walking the walk and talking the talk. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, Brian,
0: here we go. Last one. The one that I've been waiting for <clears throat> little, a uh, little bit of controversy here. Uh-huh. Um, so we've got team MVP. Um, mm-hmm. You've got three choices. Um, you've got Mal Pugh. You've got Kelia Watt. And you've got Morgan Gatro. Uh,
1: I have two answers for this. I'll give you the one that I selected. <laughs> the okay. one that I selected was Mogatro. I gave Mogatro one. Um, between Mal and Kilia, they have eight goals and nine assists between the two of them. Kelia has what, four goals and five assists? And then Mal has, uh, or no, she has five goals and four assists. Excuse me. Mal has four goals, four assists. They've had um, great years offensively. But I think Mo of these three, um, Chicago wins the midfield in about every match they play. Yeah. Uh, and whenever they've lost, it's for matches whenever they haven't had that, you know, trifecta of Di Bernardo, Gatreau, and Waldmo playing together. Like that tri- that that midfield. And then you have Danny that who comes in. Like I was excited when we had like Danny Mo and Di Bernardo in the midfield having Uh, but having Mo run the play, like she, she plays defense. um, She gets it done on offense. She'll get players into positions. Uh, I, she doesn't score goals or have a ton of assists, you know, except for when she's, you know, scoring maybe a penalty kick here, the butcher. But I, uh, I picked Mo of the three that were available. And this one that I would have picked if they gave me the option was Sarah Gordon.
0: Yeah. um, I would have done the same. Um, I just I think she's been playing in a in a what's not her natural position like naturally she's a fullback mm-hmm. um, to come in and just be an absolute rock back there um, and allow you know allowing you know Aaron Wright to stay at fullback and allowing um, mm-hmm. Casey to stay at fullback coming in and just she's been amazing this season like she's done yeah. so much for that team um i yeah I, I would agree with you of the of the choices like I, I have no issue with with mo i think mo's been amazing this season i think like you said um we we've won games because we're not we're not a high score team right we're not gonna no. let the scoreboard we want to we want to grind out we've ground you know won a lot of one nil two one type games like um, Midge
1: purse she has nine goals for Right for Gotham, and that's the amount of goals Keeley and Mal have together. And it's not just about goal numbers, which I think that's maybe why Sarah Gordon's not on here, is because when you think MVP is, oh, who's scoring goals? Like, that's not... <sighs> but anyway, continue.
0: No, I, I was just... I agree. Like, I, th- I, I would give it to... Uh, I would have given it to Gordon, but I think uh, of the options that we were given, I have no issue at all uh, giving that one to Mo. Mm-hmm. But you know, she's been, she's been fantastic.
1: Yeah. You can't like Sarah Gordon's the iron woman of the team. She hasn't missed a minute this year and gosh, like Ertz went out in the first match of the season. You've lost here to Davidson for the, for the Olympics. Kruger is out for the Olympics. Sarah has played fullback and mostly center back now um, with so many different partnerships, so many different keepers behind her. And this team, again, chemistry, is one of the reasons why they were able to win and why they're winning is because they have these um, they have these moments where the team is able to kind of push through. Where in the last season, you probably saw them losing matches and they kind of see look like they were deflated. Um, this year, the team seems so in sync, especially bringing in someone new like Waldo and Mal, and losing your starting goalkeeper, losing your starting center back slash defending midfielder and Ertz. It's um, it's a year that. I wrote about it a little bit on, on paper. Okay. The defense looks amazing at the beginning of the season uh, at, you know, at the, before the first matches play of the regular season, you think, Oh man, this is going to be a great year. We just have to focus on the offensive side and get that better. Um, but no, it's uh, that, that defense went down and it looked like it would be a rough year, but because of the play of Gordon, and the other players around here, but she's been the the one there every match, every minute. So I don't know why you don't nominate her um, as a team. I think that's ridiculous. Again, goal scorers are not the only valuable players on a team. Yeah. That's, that's like saying like Liverpool. Yeah, Mo is amazing and he's probably one of the best players in the world uh Virgil's not even close to being a a, he's not in a team MVP stop it like if you have a center back that no one can get around how do you with defense defense wins you games um so it's not it's not cool for the highlights but I give to Gordon and then whenever she finds space she's just like fuck it I'm gonna go and then she just runs and she runs (laughs) down the
0: field like that Hits the hits the turbo boost and it's just gone. Yeah,
1: Like she holds the turbo button down and the other players are already out of juice and she just, you know, I I don't know why you don't put her on there, but I could keep saying it till I'm red in the face, but uh, she's not listed. Yeah. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Well, um, that was the team awards. Good job. I think we agreed on a lot of them. Um, I think we actually agreed on every single one and that's okay. That's what people come to us for is diversity Um, to generic white guys. That's what they come to us for is diversity, diversity Mm. of thought. Let's get into um, another generic white guy is going to join us and we're going to talk about the upcoming match this Sunday. And then when we come back from that, Brian, I'm going to get your thoughts on the match. And then I want to get your prediction also. So um, kick your feet up. We're going to go ahead and bring in our pal, Robbie. And by pal, I mean mortal enemy until Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern time. We are, I'm not sure of the word to have Robbie Rogers with us today. Uh, He is back on the pod because Chicago and New Jersey, New York, Metropolitan, Gotham, Sky Blue FC play on Sunday. And this time we're actually going to banter about a match that has real like season implications because this is the playoffs, baby. Win and go when or go home. Uh, so my first question to you, Robbie, what are you gonna do when Gotham season ends on Sunday? How are you gonna s- uh, spend the rest of the NWSL season?
2: I mean, I feel like you just misspoke. It's gonna be Chicago that's going home mm-hmm. early. So. Mm-hmm. Oh my Wait, goodness! Chicago. It's okay though. <laughs> when we're in Louisville, I'll let you. I'll lend you some Gotham stuff. It's okay.
1: I think we need to do some. I think we need to do something about this. If and we made this little bet before because I was going to go down to Louisville the day that uh, the day after Meg Linahan broke the story, uh, we were supposed to meet in Louisville and things went awry, all for good reasons. You know, they're going there. The players were fighting for their, you know, to be protected, and we. I stand for that completely. We talked about before on the show. Um, So missing that match was kind of a bummer, but now we're gonna meet in Louisville at the NWSL championship, which I'm pretty stoked for. So maybe we need to bring that. We need to bring that bet that we had to Louisville that this week, if Chicago wins, we'll get you in some good Chicago gear. Um, And then if Gotham wins, I will hesitantly wear a Gotham scarf or something like that. Does that sound fair? I
2: feel like it's fair. You know, I feel like, we'll we'll put it this way. Whoever makes the final, will will wear that team's gear for the final.
1: Oh, I
2: see. Because then I'm gonna really I'm gonna, I'm
1: gonna need, need to wear my I'm gonna we, I'm gonna need to wear my Chicago gear though for the match. I was just thinking for the tailgate, you can wear the Chicago gear. Then when they're playing in the title, I'll I'll sit in the stadium with my gear on. That's I'll, what I'll, I was thinking.
2: You know, I will cheer if it's you know I will cheer for a Chicago you know in the championship if they beat them. I'll cheer for Chicago
1: when they beat I'll, them. Okay, okay. Well, um. I, I, the little behind the scenes how the sausage is made we are recording this prior to bryant and me recording our episode because bryant was busy and then on the night that all we were planning on recording robbie was busy and on monday i was busy so today we had as we kind of as robbie would say he's we split the difference we're recording tonight and then bryant is going to be recording the full show with me tomorrow but so he did send a message though i asked bryant i was like hey is there anything you need to tell Robbie? Anything at all? And he said, and I'm going to get out the text so I don't misspeak, because I would hate to give him words that he did not say. Bryant said, Gina should have had a red card. That was all he said. Gina should have had a red card. Um, so that's that's a, a special message from Bryant Caves to you, Robbie. So tonight... I wanted to have a little bit more of a focused conversation because anytime we talk about Gotham versus Chicago, we get into a little, you know, hashtag bands and we go after each other a little bit. It, you, If you're listening to the show, you've probably seen Robbie on the internet. You've probably seen him posting about Gotham stuff. Um, pretty much the only thing he's going to be posting is about Gotham stuff. And Robbie... And you said this prior to the show, I'm going to add a little bit more poetry around it. You said you're biased towards Gotham. I would say you are the most biased Gotham supporter, period, period. You are the most biased Gotham FC supporter you will run into on the internet. And I respect you though, Robbie, because you're somebody who you still use your name, you still use your picture, you didn't change your profile to like Gina for life and then have a picture of her as your profile. You're not hiding behind a fake persona. You are who you are, and you are so biased <laughs> towards Gotham FC. So I'm going to ask you legitimately both teams, let's say on Sunday, both teams have their best players on the field, they have their best current roster players on the field I want us to go through I want you to I want to hear legitimately if you think that every player at every position in Gotham is better than Chicago so I'm going to start us off okay we're going to go from the back line and we're going to go all the way up to the front that's what that's what our goal is okay first one I'm going to give it to you Kalen Sheridan versus Cassie Miller Cassie gold. Miller stepped up for a listener this year, but Cassie Miller's had a great year. She's had a great year stepping up into this starting role. I give it to Kaylin Sheridan for sure. Yeah, I don't I think you would argue with me on you that.
2: Can't argue? You can't. She's just like, and she has a gold medal this year. You can't. You definitely can't argue it. Like,
1: yeah, I mean, no, she didn't play, but she got a gold medal. She was there. That
2: was nice. Um, think teams, you know, like
1: <laughs> that's no, that's huge. That's huge. Yeah. Um, so a goalkeeper. Yeah, I don't think either one of us are debating goalkeeper I would go to the defensive back line but I'm not for- going to I'm gonna save that one for last because you don't see this but Robbie is wearing the jersey of his favorite player Gina Lewandowski who should have had a red card um, so we're gonna go we're gonna to go to the full pack positions okay we're gonna to go to the fullback positions for Chicago normally we have Aaron Wright and Casey Kruger starting. For you, Robbie, who are you usually seeing on the back line? You have Caprice Didasco, who's really good. I'll give her that. She's really good. And then you also have, have.
2: And then we've been using, because Dorsey's out right now, we've been using Elizabeth Eddie and kind of like that attack. Like it's good though. Like it's, I don't hate it because mm-hmm. I saw the development of it, but mm-hmm. I feel like a like casual Gotham supporter. Cause you have to look at like, you have to look at this, right? So you had the you had the challenge cup, right?
1: Cause Eddie was playing center back for a while too. Right.
2: He was playing. So what had happened was she was playing midfield for challenge cup. Mm-hmm. And then right before fall series, she got a loan to go over to Sweden. When she went over to Sweden,
1: mm-hmm.
2: Freya was like, Hey, develop her as a left back and a right back. And mm-hmm. she played like amazing and like lights out in Sweden. And then she came back. And so like, I only watched, as you know, I only watched the games because I had a VPN, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna wake up at six in the morning and support my Gotham players, you know. Mm-hmm. But like, no, no one else was like, I'm gonna do this. So no one else saw like, okay, here's the development. So I don't hate it. And clearly, you saw on Sunday, she assisted that goal to Carly. So in that position, so, so I don't hate it. But I feel like I feel like like I'm really confident, Caprice Hadasco. But the, she's that's had an
1: amazing year. Back. C- coming back from the ACL, she's had an amazing year.
2: Yeah, she's she's just been lights out and amazing. Too. I um, like, this is why this is why this game is so difficult because it's such even teams. Like,
1: so pick though, who do you think has the better um, fullbacks? Do you think it's Casey Kruger, United States national team, Aaron Wright, who has bossed it? She's even played like a little shit. bit of offense. You think you it's, think it's a push?
2: I think it's a half. I think it's half and half. Like I think it's fifty-fifty. Like. I can
1: push i can do a push there i yeah, i think i can I do a push it. the thing with like chicago and i don't know you have you've probably watched the few matches that they play against gotham i'm sure you've seen some chicago stuff throughout the season but um uh, tatum malazzo who is a rookie this year she we saw her up close and personal in north carolina when they played the courage and the way that she's a rookie but she covers so much of the field she stands up to anybody like she was up against amy rodriguez this is the match after amy rodriguez joined the courage and rodriguez is a fiery player and malazo was a step ahead of her the whole match and she's a rookie so i even think casey kruger was also out the last match um, with an illness so even if kruger doesn't start and malazo comes in i'm not saying they're a like for like but there's really not much of a dip i think chicago's fullbacks are really strong um so i Okay, I'll, I'll give the push. I'll give the push in that steady, one. Man.
2: I think it's steady. I don't think you can be like one over the other. I think they're just yeah. too evenly matched.
1: They're two really good. Um, let's go to the midfield then, because both teams play a similar kind of three-person midfield. Um, talk us through Gotham. What can we expect on Sunday uh, for Gotham? And then I'll tell you about Chicago, and then I'll ask you who is the best one.
2: So it's going to be, for us, going to be I-Long, McCall mm-hmm. Zirboni, and then either um, Sodom Lee or Jennifer mm-hmm. Kujo. So I feel like again, like they've our, had
1: Kawasumi playing there too. Also, Kawasumi's
2: been doing it well lately there too. But I feel like yeah. it's it's definitely it's always Zabroni and Long. It's always them two in the middle. So
1: well, the last Kaus two matches like, it was that it was them the last two. It was Kawasumi yeah. playing that third position the last two matches. But I don't know. I I think uh, I uh, is Jennifer Cujo is she out again?
2: You know, she was, she was playing on Sunday, so...
1: Where did, she, where did she... Oh, did they bring her in as a substitute?
2: Yeah, she came on off the bench, so we had... I wouldn't be
1: shocked if she came... I wouldn't be shocked if she took that third position. I think she's really, like... Uh, she's always somebody that, you know, a defensive midfielder. She can do a lot back there. I, I think that would be tough for Chicago if she had to start.
2: Yeah, she um, she's really good. She, I've seen her... Obviously, I've been to, like, the majority of games this season, and I've seen right. her give, like... Like, players like Marta Nightmares, so yeah, very
1: yeah. good. So for Chicago, and now I, I realize there is some bias here when I say this because I am a Chicago supporter, but I think the midfield of Waldmo, DiVanardo, and Gautreau are, when they're on their game together, when they're all three being able to play together, they make up the best midfield, I think in the league. I think they, um, and no offense to Gotham. I mean, you have some, you have some names back there, but honestly, I, I think it has been one of the best players of the season this year. I think if she's not on like the all season XI, that'd be pretty shocked. She hasn't done it in terms of scoring goals or assisting, but the way she plays, she just, I don't think there's anybody on Gotham that could stop her. I don't think she, I haven't seen many people stop her this season. Um, being able to move the ball that's why I mean Chicago to their credit they get a lot of possession and they're able not maybe possession numbers but they get a lot of opportunities to attack on offense and they don't always convert them which has always been kind of the thing since Sam Kerr left is who's scoring the goals but in the midfield they they get into those positions and I think Mo in there is, is the big reason for that DiBernardo she didn't play last time Gotham played. She came in as a substitute because she was coming back from injury, and Woldmo was out sick last week. So hopefully she's able to start this week. But I, this one I would give the edge to Chicago. But I want to hear what you think.
2: No, I, I agree with you. I think when you're, I think when your midfield is on and it showed, mm-hmm. they, you know, what I mean, like with own goal, you know, what I mean, <laughs> like, you know um, what I mean though, like if, yeah.
1: When you're they're on, balls they're into on. the box, you're getting balls into the box and they do that. Yeah. Bernard, De Bernardo, especially being the more offensive minded one. Yeah.
2: So I'll, I'll, I'll give the midfield to Chicago on this one.
1: Wow. That's, that shows a lot of progress, Robbie. I was expecting you to say Gotham down the line. I was expecting you to go down and say, Nope, Gotham, this Gotham. That. So that's showing a lot of growth. And I think that people are going to be surprised to hear that. They're going to be surprised to hear that. Rich.
2: We haven't got the defense yet. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, well, before we get there, we have to finish up. Let's talk about um, let's talk about the wingers for Chicago. Oh, we'll start with Chicago this time. We've been starting with Gotham every time. Uh, Winger is up front. Uh, Mal Pugh and Keely Watt. Keely White led the team in goals this year. She scored five, not a ton, but she scored five goals this year. She was the golden boot winner for Chicago. Mal Pugh, I mean, she's had a resurgence. She's been able to stay healthy, knock on wood, all season, which she was not able to do with Washington or, or Sky Blue or anybody before. She's not been able to stay healthy until now. Um, and she's had a great year. The one knock I would give is sometimes I think she she tries too much because she is so good she can try too much and she might take a shot where she could have laid off and done a pass or she could have um, done a little bit something differently. It's easy for me to say on the couch, but she is somebody who does definitely um, control the ball when she has it. And the other thing I would say is um, if the play isn't around her or if she loses the ball, she's not going to sprint to get back. She's not going to sprint to get to the ball. If she loses, she's like, well, whatever. And she gets kind of, I think she gets a little bummed out cause she's been so good from such a young age, but I think that she, she's so confident that she's like, I'm just not, I don't need to go for that. I don't need to go for it. Um, Kelly watt. She's a workhorse. She runs up and down the field all the time. She's getting into the box, passing, shooting, um, and we had her on the show, so I know we're really biased there. But um, she's and she said hi to us, and she remembered us in North Carolina, um, which is amazing and shocking. Which we're still like I'm talking about it weeks later. Um, I know where I'm leaning towards this, but I want to hear what you have to say about Gotham because um, you have a pretty strong group of wingers there.
2: So I'm I'm gonna go. You're like, oh, you surprised me on the midfield, but I'm not gonna surprise you on the forwards. It's Gotham. But we have. <laughs> Two of, the, two of the leading scorers that were in competition were Golden Boot and Midge Purse and Ifianamanu. Okay. We have Carly Lloyd, who's back from the Olympics.
1: Well, she's, she's, a, she's a striker. We're talking about wingers here. We're going to get oh, to okay. the forwards. And
2: oh, okay. We're going to Actually, right. just
1: include the forwards because oh, Chicago's oh, right. forwards, I give it to Carly Lloyd nine out of ten times. Rachel Hill, and Mackenzie Doniak. no offense. Um, Gotham beats them in forward. But wingers, let's I talk about overly, the wingers. You
2: know, I don't know really. Sometimes I'm on the front line, you know. So we got Kyle Lloyd and then off the bench. So you're like, Oh, that sounds like a pretty fearsome lineup of offensive firepower. Oh wait, we have Evelyn Viennes and Paige going who come off the bench. Mm. Oh no. You're,
1: no, you're, you're definitely a little biased there. I think you have, uh, I think Chicago also has some strength off the bench in that position. Uh, I think we have, um, some strength there too. I think when Katie Johnson comes on, she plays really well. I, I think you're able to move up somebody like an Aaron Wright. She plays very offensive minded. She's played up there a couple times this season. Uh, i I know in your head just because you are Gotham all the time. It sounds like when you're dropping these names, it's some big thing. but Maybe. I theN had a great she was great in Paris. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong, but right I just here. don't what like she- what <laughs> has she really done? this year she hasn't scored a goal this year for no, gotham no, no.
2: he has She scores when it's crucial okay that's the thing like, like what did she
1: score cup? this year and yeah. no not challenge cup i'm talking about the regular yeah. season forget yeah. the yeah. exhibition season talk about the regular season the has not scored a goal she has three assists good honor but a, a forward is getting you three assists and no goals that's why she only. That's why she's only started three matches this season, Robbie. That's why she's only played three. She started three matches because she she not scoring.
2: Well, she was gone for like half the year at the Olympics, so.
1: I don't know. I don't know. They brought her in for what thirteen? They brought her in for all but eleven matches this season, and she only started thirteen. Uh, three of the thirteen that she played in. So I, I get it. I get. I get what
2: you're saying. It's a it's a tough front line too, and you have to think like you have to look at. Like a Paige Monahan, and her stats are also skewed because she spent like half the year out with that hamstring injury.
1: Yeah, she has one goal.
2: So you know what I mean? Like she would have been, which was
1: a penalty kick, or, or no, it was one. It was not a penalty. Excuse me. She had one yeah. one goal this season. She had so, the
2: one in Orlando. Yeah. Two.
1: I give. I I have to be. I have to be split on this. I think that for the things I said about Pew, I I would I would pick her over any of those players for gotham or chicago honestly i would give like i would pick purse over watt so this one's kind of a push for me Uh, i think this one's a push i think pew is by far the best one
2: but if we're looking
1: at both wingers together i would give it a push
2: no i mean if you look at both wingers though our wingers are efe and purse who are literally up for golden boot so i don't know how it's a push for you
1: because you don't watch Watt and Pew play every, every game. And it's not just about offense. They're, they're, Watt's not only playing offense, she's everywhere on the field. It's not, uh, you know, box to box wingers. <laughs> That's crazy. Like she's always in the play and she keeps going. She gets knocked down and she keeps going. She gets pulled back by Gina and uh, should have had a red card for Gina. And she keeps oh, going. That, um, that was, she was a, the last, uh, she was the last card. attacker yeah. and Gina pulls her back by the shoulder and this is what happens in games. These fouls happen. The, the refs are, Oh, I didn't see anything, nowhere to be seen. And then they run over and they give Rory a yellow. They don't actually, they don't pay attention to the game. They're paying attention to who's on the bench. They don't even care about the game. Rory gets more yellow cards than the opponents should be getting, which is crazy, crazy. Cause they care more about the bench than they care about the players in the field. I'm giving it a push still. I I don't I don't care. Yeah, Mal Pugh does more man, than just after, score goals.
2: After that midfield shift, you know, I'm just man, man.
1: That's okay. I give the forwards to Gotham all day, but I'm not. Uh, you're not going to say that just because scoring goals is one aspect. But that if you look, you look at it. who's won more, I mean, Chicago's won more matches this year. Well, Chicago's won more games, so you could score all the goals, but what has it gotten you? And speaking of. Scoring goals and what has it gotten you? Let's go to the defense, Robbie, because this is what we were saving for last. Cause this is what we've been kind of arguing the most about um recently is the defense for both of these teams. Um I'll let you start.
2: So so we already talked about, you know, we talked about so we got Gina Lewandowski. Mm. Greatest center back. Actually, time for <laughs> your like,
1: greatest center. back. you're you are so bi- Okay, this goes beyond Gotham bias. This goes back to you looking at a a, a a bad German feed, watching her play for Bayern Munich and stuff. This goes beyond Gotham <laughs> bias. This is a bias that makes the Gotham bias look like you hate them. Like you love Gina so much.
2: <laughs> no, I'm 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 an equal opportunity person on the team. Oh. I wear all the team's jerseys. You know, all of them get posters, as you probably saw by my multiple. You know. The ones
1: I see online all the time, all the poster board says Gina Fence or some Gina related no, thing. You only share those ones on online I did a though.
2: One. I did a Jennifer Cujo one. I've done uh, I've done a bunch of them. I've done a bunch this season. I've done Paige Monahan ones, Kenny Wright ones. Like, i gonna have
1: our I intern go check out your social media feed and count how many you have for Gina compared are, to like, other like players, that's and that's we'll
2: that's see. Because that'll help too. So I'll <laughs> put there. Yeah, I make a bunch of them. Like I make the whole. Um, I haven't made any Carly ones though, because I feel like there's like a lot of Carly like posters anyway at games. So
1: mm, okay. So let's talk about the defense. I don't want to talk about poster board. I don't want to talk about defense. Who do you think you talk about Gina? You you say hey, she's guys. the best center back, which is a
2: because we also have Estelle Johnson who's like the best ever at slide tackles. So
1: mm, okay.
2: You can call her a slide tackle queen, you know, if you want to. So Okay. But yeah, we have them too. Like, you can't get past them too when they're on their game. Like, you talk about your midfield when they're hot; they're not. No one's. You know they they're putting the they're putting balls forward when they're hot. You know, for midfield, but for defense, when Estelle and Gina are on the same page, like you don't get past that at all.
1: Where's Estelle? Why has she been riding the bench for the last few oh, matches? she just
2: got back from um. She just um was a national team game. She was. At um for Cameron,
1: well she was at the she was at the Thursday match, and she didn't play the Thursday Racing Louisville match.
2: And they were like, we haven't practiced her at all.
1: And then she didn't.
2: And and then then she didn't
1: even get onto the onto the roster for the last match of the season.
2: So I don't know if they're saving her for Sunday or Hmm. she's not injured, you know. But they definitely wouldn't bench her for a game. I feel like they're just resting her because, like, you already knew. Saturday night that we we're gonna to go to a playoff game, whether that was like we we're gonna play North Carolina or the Spirit or Chicago. I don't know.
1: Um,
2: I think she'll I, leave the on a Sunday.
1: Yeah. I, I know what you mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. Though you needed that draw though. It wasn't guaranteed until North Carolina lost on Saturday night. So it wasn't guaranteed yet. Um, But yeah, by Sunday, you're right. You're right. They, at that point, they knew that they were able to, they were able to sit her for that. Okay. But because you're going to need her because looking at the last, God, three matches, you folks were in the driver's seat. I want to give everybody who maybe not watched the NWSL. This was when you had three matches to go. You had 32 points. You were, you had a chance to get up into one of these games where you don't have to play in the first round. You could have gotten up to second place and to do that. And I thought, Oh, it's is inevitable. Gotham is going to, they're going to run this and they're going to get all the way to, they're going to play a home game in the playoffs. Cause you had to play the worst team in the league, Kansas city. And then you had to play the second worst team in the league racing Louisville twice in a row. And in all three of the games, you go up a goal And then at all three of the games, you give up a goal and you get draws, three straight draws against the two worst teams and against Kansas city. They had six people out for international duty. The worst team, in the league had six people out and got them with purse playing with Gina playing. They gave up a goal and they don't, they don't get that easy win that could have got them into the playoffs like that. You were waiting until the night before that season ended to guarantee playoffs when you could have guaranteed them, God, a week and a half ago. What happened with the defense? I
2: don't, I don't know what happened. Well, okay, so two of those, two of those even to look at, two of those, so the, the um, Kansas City and then the one on Sunday were both, those points scored were both penalty kicks. Okay. Who was responsible
1: looked, for the penalty kicks, for the penalties? So
2: the one on Sunday was, it was a supposed handball off Ali Long.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But they didn't, like they just.
1: You can't review no, it. There's no review. You have you to call it, and, it. Yeah. And
2: then I don't remember what the Kansas City one was. I I don't remember. I want to say that might have been like Skrosky taking them down. I, I want to say it's that, but I don't want to like throw Skrosty under the bus. Yeah. And I feel like it was one of those dumb, you know what I mean? Just one of those dumb, like you're in the box. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? Like where you just take let the momentum carry you. You know what I'm talking about? Like, no,
1: I know don't no, I know what you're talking about. It's still it kind of harks back to the beginning of the season, where, like Gotham, they their defense is usually pretty good. They're usually pretty good at stopping people. They've had some spells where you know they haven't scored a ton. They've had some spells this season, and you've had term you know turmoil with the coaching changes and all the stuff happening with your you know uh, Lehu and all that stuff off off the field. And there were some distractions, but I, I don't know those three matches. If you told you know. Back then, I'm sure you're feeling the confidence playing the two worst teams in the league three games in a row. You had to think, we could go for the shield and you could have gone for the shield. But then you end up in, you end up what? In sixth place without a home playoff game to your name. And you only score three points out of the last three matches. That's, I don't know. That's tough, man. That's tough.
2: It was just tough watching, especially on Sunday with the, like the, um, we'll we'll call it a handball, not a handball, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. It was just like you have that Carly Lloyd header and it was it was Carly Lloyd Day at Red Bull Arena and they're like, Oh, sending off New Jersey zone. You can't and, see my uh,
1: eyes rolling. Go ahead.
2: It's like a, it's like a big spectacle, right? And then you I, have like that perfect like movie finish of like Carly Lloyd just delivering a header into the goal, and then all of a sudden, like right after that, like, oh, here's a here's a penalty kick, and everyone's pissed off, and like it was just awful. And to just mm-hmm. see a game like that was just like this is the worst. Like, we could add a picture, you know, like like, oh, Hollywood movie ending.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I get I was, you. I was
2: sitting there at the game, and I was just like, this
1: sucks, so. I got you. No, I got you. If you're talking about a movie ending, um, the sequel's definitely going to be worse than the the first one on Sunday. You're going to have, I think it's going to be rough. Defense for Chicago, we've talked enough about um, Gotham's defense, and I know where you stand the ever. on it. Uh, not really. Um, on Chicago's defense, the first match of the season, which Julie Ertz has played center back mostly for Chicago. They tried to move her into the midfield back to more of a natural defensive midfield, whatever she got hurt in the first match of the season. They lose to Portland five to zero in the first match of the season. Alyssa Nair goes to the Olympics. She gets hurt. So we now um, halfway through the season is July not halfway, you know, a few months left of the season still. And we're out our starting goalkeeper. We're out. Julie Ertz, who plays center back mostly for the team. We have, Now, I think the best two center backs or the best center back pairing, you talk about like, oh, the the best slide tackle in the league, the slide tackle queen and all that stuff. Chicago, there's not a lot of slide tackling because you have Tierna Davidson, who is just come on. She's a young star and she's been on the world. She's won a World Cup. She's played on the US national team. She's starting now. She's going to be like the next Becky Sauer, pretty much. She's going to be the next center back you know star for years and years to come and then sarah gordon who has not missed a minute of nwsl play since march of 2019 the reason she doesn't slide tackle is because she's faster than everybody else <laughs> she's <laughs> able to she's able to catch anybody who's playing on the field against gotham this year you have played uh, i think it was tierna davidson and kayla sharples um you have not played against sarah gordon and tierna davidson once this season where they both started so- no, different. Gordon didn't start as a center back. I don't she think Gordon started there. as a center back with that one.
2: She was definitely there though, because she was really she fast. was she was as Carter. a fullback. Yeah, but she yeah. was she was she was really fast.
1: She is, and that's why like they don't slide tackle because you can just she just catches up to everybody. Sarah Gordon just catches up to folks, and there's nothing. Oh, against uh, in September, let me see the oh the July match where you folks won. You needed. 11, uh, you needed us to be down a person. Tierna Davidson wasn't here for the Olympics in September. You did have, uh, and I I'm, I'm pulling it up now. Cause I want to make sure that we're accurate when we're talking about this stuff. We had Sarah Gordon and, uh, we'd have Tierna on that one where we held Gina to no goals and where Gina pulled Keely Watt back, but also you didn't have our midfield healthy. Um, so I, I think this Sunday, before we get into predictions, I think Chicago centerbacks. I think Tierra Davidson and Gordon. Uh, Chicago didn't nominate Gordon as a, a team MVP, which I thought was just stupid because they pick offensive-minded players. Uh, if Gordon's not on the best 11 of the season, uh, I would be more shocked if she's not there over somebody like a Gautreaux, actually. She's just – she had, I think, a couple mistakes in the Challenge Cup, but in this regular season, I it's hard to find – highlights or low lights of Sarah Gordon making mistakes at the center back position. I, when they're both there at starting, I, I can't pick against Gordon and Tierna Davidson. Honestly, you can't do it. Like Gina is great. Don't get me wrong when she's, you know, getting away with fouls, not as great. And I'm sure yeah, it's awesome that, you know, you, you, you support her and all that stuff. But I think her time as a top center back in the league, um, I think it's probably you're, you're getting towards the the sun going down. The sun's going down. Uh you're going to see Gordon and uh Davidson being able to do this for a long time.
2: I feel like I'm I'm going to put it's got them for me. I can't you can't beat no, that duo. In Chicago. Oh, I know.
1: can with Sarah there with oh. going into your Davidson. They don't slide tile cuz they don't need to. <laughs> they catch I, the play. they're like, able like, to get I the players.
2: I don't like I just like their style of play and that like I just well I feel like it's it's going to it's it's just an interesting matchup for me. Like the way that like your center backs play versus the way like our center backs play. Mm -hmm. It's just like, it's just like a really good matchup. Like, it's just like you have a very physical player in Gina. You have a very, like, I don't, I can't think of a good word to use for Stel Johnson, but you know what I mean? Like, it's just, there's a presence there when she's in the box. Like, and then you have, you have the speed with like uh, Gordon, you know, and you have like a technical, like, and that's like, Turn mm-hmm. Davidson. And it's just, it's just a good matchup. Like, it's a, it is a good matchup.
1: Very- I think Chicago is, is a little better, but yeah, it's, it's going to be a good matchup. It's going to be a good matchup. So let's go ahead and get into it. Um, Sunday. Let's get these predictions done. Uh, at 3 o'clock Eastern time, 2 o'clock Central. Chicago welcomes Gotham, whatever their name is, whatever city, state it is, to, to SeatGeek Stadium. Robbie, what do you think is gonna happen?
2: I'm I'm gonna say it's gonna be I'm gonna say one nothing for us. I feel like cause I was there, I was I've been at every single matchup of the season for this rivalry. Minus the one on Sunday. I can't make the one on Sunday, which I'm really not happy about. Mm. I can't make the one on Sunday. Well, like, I feel like this one, it just feels so much like that May matchup where it was just so dead even. But I feel like because it's that playoff game, you have to have a winner now. And I feel like it's just us. Like, we're going to find a way to win. So, okay. No. That May match was just, that May match was like one of the best ones I've ever seen. And it was just like, it was just so deadlocked and so like, there were so many like blocked shots. There were so many like good plays. Like, it was just phenomenal. But I think we just find a way to win on the road. And we're a better road team anyway.
1: Yeah, I uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that um, I think it's going to be it's going to be one to one at one point. I think Gotham could go up early. I think they're going to give up another lead. And then I think it's going to end up being two to one with the Chicago advancing to the quarterfinals. That's where I think this is going to go. That's that's kind of my leanings right now. And then we I think after that, then, yeah, we'd have to go to. Face Portland, I believe. But uh, anyway, we'll worry about that. We're not going to count chickens right now. So Robbie's got one to zero Gotham. I got two to one Chicago. Um, who's scoring the goal for Gotham?
2: Ooh, that's tough. I think it's going to be, um, I must say, Maj Purse. I must say, Maj Purse. I think she's uh, due for a goal.
1: Okay. And then um, I'm, I think it's going to be, I think Pew's going to get one of them. I think she's going to step up uh, to play even greater than she has. I think on the second goal, Kelia is going to assist on it, but I'm going to give the second goal to, um, I'm gonna give the second goal to Katie Johnson. I think she's going to come in. I think she's going to play a strong game. I know Rory has been going between Doniak and Hill, but I, I'm not sure. Maybe Rachel Hill starts and then he brings in Katie Johnson at some point, but I think it'll be two to one with one goal that you're not expecting from, not from a, a huge name on the team. Um, And then we get to move on, and you can join Carly on the beach, Um, sipping pina coladas as she retires and fades off into the sunset.
2: I mean, like, what's really going to happen is you can you can join me in some Gotham gear when we're in the final, Mm. Louisville, Kentucky, on November twentieth, because they're going to win. We don't. We're not going to lose.
1: Okay. Sure. Well, set the hopes high no set the hopes high no one can take your hopes away until know hey,
2: one can do that you know until
1: five o'clock eastern time on sunday when your hopes are, are are dashed and you'll be with the dash actually at home watching the rest of the playoffs um robbie rogers thank you so much for for hanging out and thank you for at least a couple moments of unbiased um and analysis
2: and now it's back to the biasness and now it's back to oh now Seriously. it's
1: back to the biasness you weren't biased before
2: it was, I mean, like, hey, I I was like, well, if you look at it, we pretty much, when we did that position thing, we pretty much, it was pretty much broke even because you said the keepers were better. And then I said the midfield was better. And then we couldn't agree on the outside backs. And then, you know, so it was, it was a, good.
1: no, we both pushed on the outside backs. We both Definitely pushed
2: made, like, we couldn't agree. And um, then
1: I picked the wing. Yeah, you were, I think so you made solid easy. arguments until you got to the defense. And then it was uh,
2: think, okay until, until you got to
1: the center backs.
2: Also had our defense studio talking on uh, on Sunday. So
1: okay, uh, one last question before we go: How many dives does Carly have in her last NWSL
2: match? Zero. I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. I know. I don't know what you're talking about. So okay. You know what? I will say though. Here's here's a real question: How many times is Carly Lloyd going to yell at the official? That's what I want to know. That's the real. Oh, answer. that's
1: just constant. That uh, her and Pew are going to go at it for most yells at the referee because they both yeah. have their fair share of yelling.
2: That is definitely like one thing that I am definitely going to miss with Carly's retirement because let me tell you, like when we were at your CAC before Red Bull, Mm -hmm. I used to sit like field side and like, so you're like front row and like, there was some real great Carly Lloyd yelling at official moments that I'm just like, man, those are just burned into my brain forever. And I'm really going to miss those.
1: Tear shed a single tear, pouring out for Carly.
2: Um, you know, someone, someone's cutting onions on this podcast.
1: You know, so well. Remember, if you uh, if you folks do happen to win um, on this Sunday, which I, I don't see, um, you can thank the Chicago coach Scott Parkinson for getting you there, he, getting he, you over the hump.
2: Uh,
0: he's
1: the, the, part
2: the, of us the, now. He's he's the now. Well, you know, he had to he
1: had to get there. He had to pay his uh, pay his dues. And and Rory thought, you know what? I'm not I'm not afraid to face this guy. I'll let him go. Yeah. So, and
2: then, but he's not afraid to lose to me either, so that's good. You know, so he's got that past him. So I don't think Rory's
1: gonna I don't think Rory's gonna let that happen. Robbie Rogers, thank you so much for being on the show. I can't wait to see what happens on Sunday. And if you're at the NWC championship on November 20th, which you should, you should come and say hello. Robbie will be the one wearing Chicago Red Stars gear. Um yeah, we'll be down there. I'm gonna bring a caravan of crew folks. We're gonna get, get try to get as many people as we can to go down there and hang out and have a fun day. So, um, yeah, go go Red Stars and thanks, and Robbie.
2: Awesome, you know, go I, home, I Gotham.
1: Remember. Yeah, exactly. Go home.
2: Which which Gina jersey do you want to wear? Do you want the 2019 one or the 2021 one for the Robbie?
1: Uh... There is no way any jersey you own is gonna fit on me. There is no way any jersey like you probably wear like what a, a, a smaller medium.
2: It's like a medium. Well, I got, um, when I, uh, the other Gina, when I was like at XL, cause like I bought it at the end of the season. So.
1: Okay. The XL one might, <laughs> might. Well, I'll I think it'll I'll pack that one just for you. Well, you're not, you're going to have to pack light because I'm going to have Chicago stuff for you whenever oh, we yeah, went on you Sunday. You
2: could also pack light, you know? So no,
1: well,
2: I won't forget your beer this time either. So, you know, just...
1: yeah, I told you you could drink it. I told you. You could
2: no, drink. sell it like right down the street from my house. Oh, so. I just go okay. get more. I already drank the four pack. <laughs>
1: I'll drink them USA. I'll get some USA's, um, celebrate Tierna getting her, uh, Tierna and Casey getting their NWC oh, championship. You when
2: we're at the tailgate with Tierna and Casey. Cause they're not in the actual game. They're
1: not going to be able to tailgate. Cause they're going to be prepping for them. Ma- anyway, Robbie, thank you so much for hanging out and, uh, we'll see what happens this weekend. All right, Brian, you heard the predictions. <laughs> Robbie thinks yeah. it's going to be a, a, a squeak, a squeaker one zero for Gotham. Um, I like Gotham has shown us lately. I think Gotham will be up one zero early, but then Chicago wins two to one. We need to know what your prediction is. What do you think is going to happen Sunday, Sunday, Sunday
0: in Bridgeview, Illinois? Um, I'll quote uh, the great Mr. T uh, in Rocky three. Um, my prediction is pain,
1: Ooh.
0: pain for Gotham. Um, I'm going to take, I'm going to say three, one, whoa, three, one. Okay. It's going to be, it's going to be an explosion, offensive, offensive explosion on the Chicago side. Um, I'm going to say we'll go sentimental. We'll say Sarah Gordon gets on the board (laughs) off a, uh, off a header on a corner. Yeah. Um, And I'll say uh, Keelia gets on the board and then we'll go uh, our team MVP. Uh, Mo Goutreau as well gets her, gets her bags herself one late butcher, um, butcher. to really uh, really put the game out of reach but no I just I think Chicago is just playing so well right now like I think Kelly is has really been in form I mean Gordon mm-hmm. Gordon's been phenomenal um Mo again has been holding down the midfield all season long like I just think I think yes like slowing midge purse down is going to be tough. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we've got the defensive capabilities to do that.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Um, like, we're good enough defensively, I think, to contain her. So um, I like the matchup for us. I think uh, I think it's Chicago Dub.
1: Okay. Okay. Awesome. Their, their, their goal scoring can be a little one-dimensional. I mentioned um, before Robbie came on, um, I think their top three goal scorers have 21 goals this season altogether. Um, and they only have, I think one more goal scored than the, uh, than the red stars do this season. So they don't have a very diverse group of folks who are going to be scoring all of their goals. Um, yeah, the red stars had 28 goals this season. Gotham had 29 and 21 of those came from three people. Um, mm-hmm. so I, I think from Chicago, you could have anybody, at any point because they they fight for the ball you've seen some ugly goals this year but ugly goals count the same as as Mm. pretty goals it doesn't have to be a highlight just has to go past the line that's all it has to do get get it in the back of the net man that's all it has to do um sweet so yeah uh that's awesome i i I like it i like it so yeah uh, any closing thoughts about this match sunday before we bring it to um the capital city of ohio
0: I'm, you know, I'm just excited. Like I'm, I'm stoked to be watching playoff soccer. Mm -hmm. Um, Red stars are definitely going to come away with dub. Yeah. And then, well, you know, we'll celebrate, uh, you know, next moving on to the next round.
1: Yeah. And then
0: um, Robbie, you're welcome to, to, you know, root for the red stars once they advance. um,
1: uh, No, I I think, I think you will. I think once, um, I think once Chicago wins, he will root for the red stars. And then on November 20th, whenever, he comes to Louisville um, for the NWSL championship. He's going to root for Chicago then too. Um, so that'll be fun.
0: Sounds that'll like fun. sounds like you've got quite the group uh, headed down to Louisville too.
1: Yeah, we're trying to get a uh, group together. I think we have right now um, Brian, Justin, myself, my pal Shane, uh, Tanya, uh, Carmen, who's a friend of the show, all members of the band fam here. So far we have that many people going, I'm trying to get more. So if you want to go down to Louisville, regardless of who's in the championship game on november 20th we're going down anyway we don't know who's going to be there but we're going to go well um, we, we know one of the teams well right okay we know half of the match we don't know the other match will it be ol Reign, the courage or the spirit i think it could be the spirit spirit's been on a roll but ol Reign, gosh they're leone west or leone east how could on. you
0: how could you not root for the spirit given everything oh, they've yeah. been through this season, the the players now mm-hmm. screw the ownership but oh right 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 the the players themselves like how could you not root for those but and quite honestly I'd love to see given everything that fan base did this season everything they've been through and um collectively what they did mm-hmm. um to stand up to ownership this season um if not the red stars I would love to see uh see the spirit make some noise
1: yeah and I I wouldn't hate the idea of getting to watch Trinity Rodman play live in low volume championship. Here.
0: That that's never a bad thought either.
1: She that's amazing. Like she's like nineteen years old. Yeah, she can 19. she can play. That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, cool. Uh, yeah. Let's go ahead and bring this into. Well, actually, a little bit of breaking news. I just saw um, on the internet the Washington Spirit are in exclusive sale negotiations with the owner of the Saint James who have made a $16 million offer. This is from Pablo Iglesias Maurer from The Athletic. Um, So Michelle Kang, who is also vying for ownership, has been further marginalized by Steve. So Uh, now it looks like even this sale, um, Steve is going to screw over anybody and everybody on the way out. Um, So that's awful. Another reason why I would love, um, not for the ownership's sake, it's weird. I would love the spirit players to overcome, but I also don't want anything nice to happen to <laughs> the
0: spirit. Yeah, it's, ownership. It's I'm, so it's hard. One of those things.
1: It's, uh, it's a catch twenty two if there were, if there ever was one, right? Um, Indeed. Man. okay. Let's let's bring it back to another situation that looks dire, <laughs> and that is the.
2: We ain't playoffs, talking about Brian. Eric. What's happened?
1: No, what, no. What's happening with the? Uh, no, not Eric Direwolf. Oh God. Um. Let's talk about the the crew. What's going on with them, Brian? Do we do we have to? I think we should. It's the last regular season match of the season. I keep saying last regular season match of the season, it's as if the there's, there's going to be a playoff match. <laughs> yeah, it's so the last uh, of regular season play a uh, regular season
0: match. Yeah, they are. Um. Yeah, they're not. They're not looking good. Um, they're not dead, but they're, uh, they're on life support and we're getting ready to pull the plug here pretty soon. Um, except for Lucas, gosh, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) Yeah. Lucas is doing his thing, but,
1: uh, he's been insane team like player of the week, two weeks in a row. I'm pretty sure goal of the week he's been nominated for so much. He had a banger when I was over there and, uh, at lower.com or, or the dot, which is what everybody calls it, um, against Orlando. And then he did another one against DC. He had two assists against Orlando. You cannot say, okay, the crew are technically still in it because of Lucas
0: Zellerayon,
1: oh, because of him. That's I'm the only reason something.
0: we're even talking about it. He's welcome to announce for any country that he wants at any time. <laughs> I I have a
1: great-great-grandparent uh, who's uh, American. Oh, never mind. He already played <laughs> in the World Cup qualifiers, so he's um, Ar- Argen, Argent-menian. He's Argentinian. <laughs>
0: I mean he's he is he's been great yeah he like exactly like you said he's the only reason we are still having this conversation yeah um and this isn't a post-mortem as opposed to just uh we're reading the you know for you catholics out there we're reading those last rites (laughs)
1: Uh, oh gosh i've heard uh, those okay go ahead
0: they're sitting currently in ninth on uh 44 points um dc sit in eighth also on 44 but is beating us in gold if Mm. Um, and then the Red Bulls in Atlanta could both technically be caught. Um, they're sitting at uh, 46 for New York and Atlanta sitting at 47, both blowing us out on Goldiff. Um, and the Red Bulls have two games left. So, Not the the Red Red
1: Bull. Oh, the Red. I thought I I thought Red Stars for a second. I was like, "Wait a minute." We were just talking Red Stars. My brain. When I hear red, red, I'm thinking. I'm seeing red.
0: No, the Red Stars have three games left. That's true. Um. No, the Red Bulls have (laughs) two games have have two games left. Um. So we need them to lose both. Um. They play. They're playing right now against Atlanta. And then I don't recall right offhand who they play after that.
1: They have they have Nashville after Nashville, that. Nashville, Ooh, Nashville Nashville's after that. playing to try to get a bye week? They're right. trying to get a bye after the, which is not something you want to play for if you saw last season's um, playoffs, because every team with a bye week pretty much got got beat when they get for against right. teams that were in form because they got to play. Um, yeah, the Red. Bull, it's currently zero to zero in the first half, um, but from what I've seen, yeah, the Red Bulls are looking. Um, pretty good against atlanta right now but yeah if they um we can't have red bulls get any points at all they have to lose tonight and they have to lose this weekend um and then dc has to lose to toronto
0: has has to lose and we have to win
1: and montreal cannot um cannot win both their matches either so because they're right behind us at 43
2: points and they have
0: two games left too don't they yeah that's right yeah they have two games left also so So it ain't um, it ain't looking good um mm, but hey mm. Um, you know, we have hope, and uh, as they say, rebellions are built on hope. I've heard that. And I've so, that. You, you know what? I'm I'm not going to predict it. I'm not going to put any money on it, and, and it ain't looking good. But, hey, <laughs> um, to quote the kid from uh, Angels in the Outfield, it could happen. It could happen. Yeah, it,
1: it definitely could mathematically happen. But, again, by the time you listen to this, it it's, might be over completely. Gonna be over. But actually, also, if you're listening to this and you can't make it to Sunday's home match, or maybe when they don't, then they can't make the playoffs anymore. You're like, I don't want to go to that match anymore. Uh, DM either us on Brian Me or me at one Thomas Costello on Twitter because I'm trying to get as many tickets as we can to go to Chris, Ohio, uh, to some new Americans here in Central Ohio, get them out to a crew match. So far, I've gotten 15 people, 15 tickets, excuse me, donated. And all of them have found a home. And then also had somebody tonight actually reach out and say I, I have um, three uh, first row tickets. Um, I'd like to donate them. So we might be up to 18. I would love to get more tickets or if you don't want to donate tickets and you want to buy tickets to give to them, uh, reach out to us. You yeah. don't have to donate it. you can just buy them. Um, and yeah I, I it's just a small small thing to get people out of the match. I'm not doing anything except for sharing an email and posting on Twitter but we're going to get some people out. And like Jeremy Holland, who's been on the show a couple of times said like in an email to me today, like everyone is super excited who got tickets and they're like pumped to be able to go. So they don't care about the playoff hunt. They want to go to a soccer match in their home city in their new home city. Cause a lot of these people have moved here from God, all corners of the world. And now they're yeah. here and um, we want them to feel like they're at home. So if you want to give or buy tickets, um, do so, and then message us, and we'll get you the email so you can transfer those tickets over to Chris.
0: I mean, that is, I you hadn't, I I hadn't heard about that. That is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, it's it's just, it's so cool. Like just to see the community like come together and do something like that. Like it's such just it's a small thing. Like I mean, these are probably for the most part people that probably weren't going to go to the game anyway. Yeah, you know, they're out of the play, they're probably out of the playoffs, and and you know, why bother? But to mm. give it to somebody who um to some folks, I think you will really get something fun out of it, make them feel welcome, give them a um, some of those folks have left some really tough situations and are still um in some you know some tough, some tough situations here. It's not an easy thing to be, you know, new um in a brand new country that you you know don't know. You may not know that there may be language barriers, maybe all kinds of other things going on. So to do that for somebody is, is absolutely that's, that's amazing to hear. Hopefully if anybody else has those, please definitely, um, you know, reach out to us and, uh, and let us know. Cause yeah, that's, that's so awesome to hear.
1: Yeah. So uh, keep those going folks. Keep those going. Um, let's keep the show going, which is what nobody is asking for. <laughs> nobody is requesting this. It's not helping anybody. It's actually hurting people. Uh, I'm sure. But yeah, um, Brian, we had, some, um, we had some folks reach out to us on our Ask BAM segment. Now, last week, full disclosure, it was all my fault. We were ready to record. We did all the stuff across the socials. And I just, full disclosure, had a really rough mental health evening, mental health day. I was done working. I worked like 10 to 11 hours that day. Uh, we did dinner, and I was just like, something set me off, something stupid and and hindsight but i was just so like i was in such a bad mood and as a trainer i kind of have to put on a performance throughout the day and i have to be you know okay everybody let's do this and have to be super happy about everything um and i just got so angry that i was like i can't i can't do it i can't i I, this podcast is something i don't want to fake i don't want to be fake happy on here and i just texted you god minutes before we were (laughs) supposed to record and i'm like I'm pissed off. I'm not recording tonight. And that was it. And that was pretty much all that it was. Um, so everything that you folks shared, we're gonna get to a couple of those. Um, some of them are Halloween specific, so we're not gonna get into those. Uh, but we had some other questions from folks that we'd like to share. And also, if you message us on Instagram, um we're not on it. I <laughs> a couple of days after that uh rough night, I pretty much like closed out my I deleted the social media apps from my. My phone um so yeah and i know brian you've already done that you've already cut down a lot um so the only times i really get on i get on like once a day and i don't get on uh instagram i'll get on twitter for a little bit at night but um, if you message us on instagram we haven't seen it and we don't know what's happening so yeah let's get into these ass bams though shall we let's do it (laughs) yeah let's do it um if you have mental health problems or concerns or problems too you should talk to somebody um, if you don't want to talk to a professional, which you probably should, which I probably should um, talking to a friend and talking to somebody who cares about you is also good. Um, so that's yeah. my little PSA right there.
0: Absolutely. No, couldn't have couldn't have said it better. Um, I, I definitely speak to someone professionally. Mm-hmm. Um, as a matter of fact, I have one on, I have a meeting on Friday with her and I'm looking forward to it um, and I can tell you it definitely makes a difference
1: yeah and also there's been a feeling of not being on social media that is also really nice it's a very nice feeling when you don't have that there um which i I do miss you know interacting with folks and in the bam fam and all that so i still will try to get on like once a day and especially with you know like writing and trying to get tickets for folks like i I still will get on here a little bit but not nearly as much as i was it was a problem before so i'm nice to i feel nice to not be doing it uh nearly as much so if we're sporadic that's why that's hey, why take um, care
0: you, you you got to do what you can to take care of yourself first and foremost like yeah it's a big deal
1: for sure um so let's go ahead and get into this here uh the, this here ask bam we had some questions for folks um we had some uh things we always ask every week we're like hey tell us some things Tell us what's going on in your life and we can fix your lives because we're obviously have it all together and we want to um, (laughs) clearly make sure that you are all also having it all together. Um, So we ask you some questions. You bring up soccer related things. We had people bring up the Gotham and red stars match. We've talked about that a lot. We um, also had some questions about non-soccer things this time around. And one of them uh, we had two pretty detailed questions, that I think we're going to spend most of the time on tonight. And that is our favorite episodes of two groundbreaking television shows. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Bryant, which one do you what do you what do you want to start with first? Do you want to do BMW or uh, or the American Office?
0: Let's uh, let's start with BMW. So you are. Um, I know for a while there, I haven't, mm. I haven't seen it in a while. There was a, uh, you had a boy meets world pod going. <laughs>
1: Where's yeah? I feel bad. Like Andrew, um, he's a really busy guy, and so his kid is in band, and that involves football games, and that involves a ton of practices, and the kid doesn't drive. So it's been um, the school year is tough. We're gonna kind of see what happens after the holidays and see if maybe we can bring it back. But right now, it's been kind of put
0: on put on hold. So. We were asked um, to name our three favorite Boy Meets World episodes, mm. um, and I from Stickley, know,
1: who's going to come help you move in a
0: couple weeks. That's that that is who asked the question. Yeah. So, um, what when you were thinking about your favorite Boy Meets World episodes? Again, a, a show I think that was like very pivotal in, in our lives, like growing up, and also just I think something that we both like. Gotten a lot of enjoyment of over the years. What uh, what would you say your three favorite episodes are?
1: Well, Halloween was just um, a few days ago. The Halloween episode's in the top three. Uh, I would put Halloween episode
0: at number three. Where you're referring to the one where they're they're trapped in the school?
1: Yeah, and uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt's in it um, <laughs> because that's when I I know what she did last summer was really huge, and she was in the in the <laughs> she show. She had like the
0: brief cameo. You know, she was dating Will Friedle at the time.
1: She was. I did not know that.
0: Yeah, huh. she was she was dating Will at the time, who obviously played Eric. Um, and yeah, she has that brief cameo in that episode. That's that's that also uh, spoiler alert also made my list because um, okay. that is that's a goat episode. And then the twist end where it's Sean, yeah, uh, is the killer is just chef's kiss.
1: If we get to that far in the show on our podcast, you'll get a producer's credit for that Jennifer Love Hewitt, Will Friedel dating thing. I mean, you're definitely getting a credit. <laughs> uh, second episode second favorite episode is um, the one where they find the or the, the kids protest the testing they protest the test where they're going to be like no we're not going to take the test and they're like Sean falls in with a bad crowd and stuff and at the end of the episode every time it gets me every single time these kids are there like vandalizing the school I'm even getting choked up now talking about it. And then Feeney like scares them off with this like police siren or something like that. But it's just like a a sound, you know, like a a horn or something like that. They all run off and Corey and Sean and Topanga were there trying to stop the kids. Then they help Feeney clean up all the trash in the yard, in the schoolyard. And I'm just like, Oh God, every time as a kid, that episode would make me cry. Like I was like, Oh my gosh. Like, and and so that was a second episode. That's an obscure episode. I think, but it's always sticks in my brain. Um, My favorite episode has to be Sean and the cult. Sean going into the cult. And at the end of the episode, Alan does his uh, whisper talk whenever he's about to destroy this dude. And it's just uh, a good episode. I'm even getting, I'm getting for clumped now, even thinking about it, but Feeney and Alan get like, get up into this cult leader's head.
0: I thought Feeney, I, I, every time I watch it, I think Feeney's going to punch him. And there's this part of me that like, wants that so bad. But He's
1: not going to do it because that's what the guy wants him to do. But they're I setting know. up for Sean because his dad's not around and he's kind of all, you know, sort of messed up in the family that's there for him. <sighs> i can't and
0: talk anymore about it brian when sean's that one made my list as well so that's hilarious oh, that wow we both, okay we, both had we did not Tom. talk
1: about this before we did not talk um, about yeah every
0: time like i get i'm getting chills just thinking about it. The, the scene where sean is obviously because you know mr turner has been in the bad uh oh, motorcycle yeah. accident and oh. sean's like um praying kind of over mr turner's body and has that like conversation with god and just, yeah, I'm, I'm tearing up a little bit talking about it right now. Um, Power, baseball, a, baseball. <laughs> such a great, like, just performance, I think, from Ryder Strong in that episode. But
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, just, yeah, a great episode. Well, since I've kind of already said my two of mine. No, um, I know, really. <laughs> another, so I stole them. <laughs> my other favorite uh, episode is um, the episode where Corey um has to help frankie's dad with his wrestling oh, match the, his dad the fred
1: his, flintstone episode yeah
0: his his dad being of course vader uh and is trying to get back and forth between the wrestling match and Topanga's uh sweet 16 party
1: mm-hmm. yeah because he needs to do places at once and they watch the water buffalo lodge uh, where it's bowling and uh, a birthday party for pebbles right and right. um and it's like the one thing to make sure you take off the hat and how does Corey get in trouble he keeps <laughs> the wrestling mask on when he runs to the sweet 16 party it's, <sighs> that's it's, a good
0: one that's a good it's, one it's great yeah it's 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 definitely a uh, a sentimental favorite like <sighs> I mean, plus, obviously, I think it's well documented that I'm a big wrestling fan, so I always got okay. a treat. It was always a treat when uh, Vader would show up on the. Uh, he was in a, a few episodes there, and it was always like a a treat when he was on the episode,
1: like when Frankie's mom was behind Vader in the principal's office because she's a small woman and Vader's like gigantic. Uh, that was the first episode we see Vader on the show. Yeah, oh, man, and then later on, mankind is in an episode he is that's Rankind right kind is in an episode so they have some wrestling connections uh throughout boy meets world um yeah that's that's awesome okay that's i i need to watch boy meets world now i haven't watched it since andrew and i kind of put the podcast on an informal hiatus um, i need to go back and just watch it to
0: watch it um question for you real quick on boy meets world just get your opinion um mm-hmm. which is the best theme song
1: Uh um, I kind of miss theme songs that have words in them, so I'm okay. gonna pick the second one. I want to pick the second one when this boy meets world the just little, because like, the surf yeah. rock kind of yeah, and then the last one's just like nah, 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 nah. it's just like it's just kind of boring to me. The second one is, is the best one. The first one, Amy hates it so
0: much, it's, it's just like so a generic, much. like it's eight, seven late different 80s, songs, 90s, in one. yeah. <laughs> it's Uh, it's it's not it's not great i mean the show is great but the mm -hmm. the original theme song but yeah i agree i just kind of wanted to get your uh get your thoughts on that yeah the that's because that's kind of the the, also the kind of the golden era of the show i think when they're kind of in high school Mm -hmm. um is kind of the best few seasons of that show in my opinion yeah um definitely kind of after the middle school run and then before the college run
1: Mm -hmm. yeah um, so now we're gonna get into the top three episodes of The Office. Um, though, by the way, that was uh Stick Stickley who gave us the boy's World one. Homer Olson gave us the Office episode. So go ahead and um why don't you start us off this time so I don't steal all of your answers.
0: I really struggled with this because there Me are too. so there are so many great episodes that like immediately came into my head. Yeah. And I finally narrowed it down to three. Um one of them I went with was uh, diversity day. This, <laughs> the scene, the scene where they're all in the um, conference room and Michael makes everybody put a different race on their forehead. Oh, it's so awkward. Yeah. It's still, I, to me, it's like the, one of the best like distillations of what the comedy of that show is with it just being so like cringy and awkward. Mm hmm and it's just it's so awkward but it's so funny um you know (laughs) that's a good one if i if i had to buy into a stereotype that's that's totally not true i would say you're not a very good driver (laughs) oh Oh god God, i'm a a woman woman? (laughs) oh
1: it's just so awful so awful that was the that first second that was the first season that was a yeah that was a, a real cringy season. It got a little less cringy as years went on, but that was cringe.
0: Um, another one of my favorites, and it one one of the reasons it's one of my favorites is because it's it's sen- one of its central characters is one of my favorite characters, that being Creed. Mm. Um, I love I love Creed, um, and it is the quality control episode <laughs> where they get the um, <laughs> where they where somebody from the paper factory is disgruntled and puts an offensive. Uh, watermark on all the paper that goes through
1: yeah god and then they bring the the oldest customer into the to do a press conference yeah oh god yeah
0: and and creed like is making up like calling the factory because he was supposed to go in to investigate and is like throwing the one person under the bus there that he said he was supposed to meet with it's just it's so great um and then i think the other one and it's 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 an obvious one i think it's most people's favorite but you got to go to the dinner party
1: oh like, yeah jan and michael scott oh my god the two of them together just the, the comedy is just
0: amazing the cringe in that is just it's it's so hard to watch like it's a, it's a 30 minute train wreck that you like can't look away from like it's just
1: yeah, I like that. No, that's a good one. That's a good one, too. Okay. Um, my three are all different. Nice. See Office doesn't have, like, you can pinpoint, you know, Michael and Holly getting engaged. That was a cool moment. Um, Michael, you know, moving. That was a sad moment. Um, that episode was kind of tough. But it wasn't like an overly emotional, I mean, a sad emotional type show. So it, it was mostly just, you know really cringy comedy and you have steve krell so it's going to be a funny show right um my three favorite episodes oh my gosh i did i just completely like no first one is the basketball episode yes the basketball episode in the first season is fantastic um and it just <laughs> it goes into the same sort of really cringy horrible things that people say uh, that michael scott says like in stanley <laughs> stanley <laughs> And Stanley is like the best. And he, he mentions, oh, Stanley's going to play and stuff. And he says something that Stanley's like, what? And he just picks him because, oh, he's he's black guy in the office. So it's, we're going to be good. And then Kevin wants to play, and he's like, no. And Phyllis wants to play, and he's like, no. And then the scene where they're all shooting paper into the baskets, they're all shooting into the baskets after they're not picked, and everybody's making it, and Stanley just tosses it, and he doesn't make it. That's great. Or after the game when – um kevin's just making every shot like every shot in a row michael doesn't <laughs> let him play because he thinks that he has stanley, this idea of who's an
0: athlete stanley comes out and he's like i mean this horrible dribble dri- and <laughs> just like what the hell <laughs> what is going on
1: um that's that's one of my favorite ones um you talk about cringe the early seasons have some cringy moments where you're just like oh but the worst cringy oh, moment God.
0: i know where this is going
1: This is one of my top, but I also hate this episode so much is Scott's Tots. Scott's Tots. (laughs) So oh my gosh, I have Uh, to go back and watch it. Like every time it comes on, like if we're we've gone through the series like two or three times. And we have to. I always like forget about it until that episode comes up. And then I'm like, oh God, no, not this one. Where he's oh, he promises all these kids free college. Uh, full ride and he's like oh i'm gonna be rich one day and then he finally has to go to the school and the best moment like they're singing and they're you know they're doing the what you're gonna do what you're gonna do make a dreams come true and they do this big song for him and then he said i can't pay for your college but i know one thing you'll need for school are laptops and then they're like oh, okay and then he gives them laptop batteries <laughs> that's so great so awful it's so it's like such a horrible episode and and then outside the kid comes up and he's like we have more laptop batteries if you need them and it's just it's the worst episode because it's just so horrible but how he does it like how how steve carell it that's one of his best episodes i think i think that's one of the best episodes and then another one um with a horrible my least favorite character on the show is Andy Bernard, my least favorite character. but this episode is back when Andy Bernard still had a um, still had a, a personality that was interesting on the show and he wasn't just a piece of trash, which what they, they kind of turned his character into garbage is what they did yeah, um, especially when you know Steve Carell leaves and stuff. The episode where he goes into anger management, where Jim does the, the thing with his uh with his ringtone, he throws the phone up into the ceiling and then he keeps calling it and you just hear that riddle and they're like having fun with it and Jim's laughing and everything. And then whenever Andy just goes off and he goes up to the door and he goes up to the wall and he punches through the wall and then Jim turns and he's like, No, don't look at me. Like, don't don't look at me, can't <laughs> remember he's like, Oh god, and then when he goes, that's just yeah. that moment makes a whole episode for me. There are plenty of like Christmas episodes. I think the one where Phyllis is Santa. That's a great episode Um yeah. uh, where Michael Scott has the famous line. Uh, Happy birthday, Jesus. Sorry, your party sucks or something like that. <laughs> sorry um, your party was so lame. Sorry. Party was so lame. That's, that's another good episode I put up there. There's so many good episodes I, uh, of that show. I might have to go back and watch it again. Yeah.
0: The, uh, the other one that I, that was really tearing me was, uh, the healthcare episode, where Je- where Michael puts Dwight in charge of picking the healthcare plan for the office. Oh,
1: yeah! Come down, <laughs> write down all of your medical conditions on this paper. Oh, <laughs> and then they like makes everybody like <laughs> reveal their medical issues in the conference room. Oh my gosh! Oh, it's so great. And they talk about the um, removing the uterus. Uh, was that the Meredith one? Was that in that yeah. one?
0: Yes, I thought you had your. Uh, I thought you had your vagina removed during your, your v- me
1: Oh, well, I don't forget which episode it was, but whenever Toby, whenever Dwight goes to Toby and he starts asking him about the female anatomy, he's like, "What is the, the female?" And he like goes. Into, I'm not even going to repeat it, but that's a really funny one. Before he suddenly like, becomes a Don Juan, and then Toby's like something about like the public schools. The
0: public <laughs> school system has failed him or something
1: oh there's okay i need to go back and watch it that was that was it's, too good i need to go back and
0: watch that it's a great show you can just basically stop watching after about season five
1: i think once steve carell leaves it's hard to um yeah it, it's hard it, to justify it goes, watching
0: it. it it loses like there's still good episodes don't get me wrong but it loses very much of the like consistent consistent greatness that you get in like the first four seasons or so
1: yeah um so we have three more Ask Bam lightning round. Okay, we're gonna go real quick, and then we'll end this. Um, just this episode, we won't get rid of it. Uh, the show's not gonna go away. Sorry. Um, from Andrew you Johnson, you,
0: you can't be that lucky.
1: No. At Rat called AJ. Uh, why Columbus Crew has become a team primarily used as a surgical rehab facility that pays its patients. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> that was that's, that's pretty uh, true. Savage. That's pretty true. Um, Matt Morris, 220, our pal Matt Morris from over there in Dayton, Dayton Flyers. I don't know why I sounded like that. Um, how much wood could a woodchuck chuck if the crew make MLS Cup again?
0: Hey, <laughs> I mean, I don't even know what to say to that. Neither other, than I. S- other than something really offensive that I'm not going to say.
1: Perfect. Uh, Um, Ben Stickney has another one. This is not about favorite episodes. Why the PGA tour and golf channel struggle so much to actually show coverage of the PGA tour hashtag air, the golf. I have an answer for this one because even the golf channel knows nobody wants to watch golf.
0: Can't argue with that.
1: Can't argue with that. Huh? Okay. Um, That was it for the spam. Oh, we also had a more recent one. Excuse me. We did have our pal Tanya tonight going here about why do kids say the most embarrassing things um i've said some embarrassing stuff when i was a kid which in a situation um my 12 year old son would not shut up then said to someone i wouldn't be able to afford a christmas present for him
0: damn that's cold damn that's <laughs> I, i'll tell you a funny story um the, this is like one of my dad's favorite goofy stories to tell about me when i was a little kid um i was i mean i was a little guy maybe like 3 or 4 we're at like an IHOP or something and you know eating food and then this like group of like bikers comes in this like big like bunch of burly like you know the huge beards and the leather and a bunch of really tough looking guys and I like my dad's like in my eyes lit up and I looked at him and just loud I was like look dad pirates oh, <laughs> <laughs> my dad's like oh god they're gonna come over and kill me or something like what the hell apparently i was like the hit of the ihop for the rest of the night and all the bikers wanted to like uh like make noises at me and and hang out so
1: were they making a lot of yars and a yeah lot of course yeah that's awesome
0: absolutely uh, that's great my, my dad was like so scared that something bad was gonna happen he was so embarrassed it was it's hilarious
1: oh wow um I have an embarrassing kid moment too. Um, my, my dad was um, not the most uh, gender respectful person in the world. Let's put it that way. And he would like, he would jokingly teach me as a kid, which I, as a kid, I don't know. It's joking. Teach you like to whistle. And he would say, Oh, we're going to go cruising for chicks and stuff. And I was a little kid and he was just an oaf. And he, um, so he taught me to whistle When I was, I could whistle since I was a real little kid, like too much to the dismay of my wife and my sister who both hate whistling with a passion. I just randomly whistle. If you're around me, I'm probably whistled at some point just because I, I genuinely just, I I don't think about it and I'm happy and I just whistle and it just happens. Well, we were at the Cleveland zoo when I was God, four or five, uh, four or five or six. I was young and I was there with my grandpa and my dad and they're holding my hands and we're just walking through the zoo and stuff because they're hanging out, you know, three generations of Thomas's real cute picture. Um, and there's a woman a little bit ahead of us. And I, I go at a very young, like I said, four or five or six. I went <laughs> and she turned around and she's not looking at me. <laughs> she's looking at the two guys next to me. And apparently my dad was like mortified. Um, so be careful what you say around your kids uh how you joke around your kids because they will um, repeat it i did not do it you know viciously maybe i can get can i get canceled for something i did at four years old um but yes okay well i'm canceled
0: remember when you said this wasn't going to be the last episode this actually is the last episode we've officially been canceled
1: Ah, well i got canceled for um for whistling at a woman at the age of five. And I, I'm very sorry about that, but, um, yeah, that was, uh, that was my, that was my moment that really embarrassed, uh, that really embarrassed, uh, my, my dad there. So I I, like- I, I know what you feel like Tanya. I well, me, we've been on the other side of it. My kids haven't done that yet, but it's inevitable.
0: I feel like that's what kids are for. Like my dad used to say like, you know, when he'd have us do chores around the house or something, like this is why I had kids. But I think really like your kids are there to keep you humble. Humblers. Yeah. They're humblers. Cause you know, kids, a have, most kids have no filter. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they'll tell you like, yeah, you look fat in that Mm -hmm. or, or they, you know, they'll do something in public to just embarrass the hell out of you. Like that's, but the fun part is once you're old, You can embarrass the hell out of your kids in public and get them back. Yeah.
1: I embarrass them enough now. I'm sure they still laugh at the stuff I do. My oldest still laughs. Savannah will still laugh at me. My 10 year old rolls her eyes a lot. She's more like her mother. Um,
0: Well, I'm sure Amy does roll her eyes a lot at you just in general.
1: Oh no, for sure. No, that's, that's definitely, um, Mm -hmm. which reminds me of this part from 30 rock where Liz lemon rolls her eyes, but her eyes get stuck at the top because she rolls her eyes so much. I feel like that's Amy one day. She, her eyes are going to get stuck at the top. Um,
0: yeah. I did, I did listen to Werewolf Bar Mitzvah recently, so that, uh, that'll uh, that help with your 30 rock. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> <That's so> Boys. <laughs> Boys becoming men. <laughs> men becoming wolves. Oh,
1: that, I'm going through that show again right now. That is a good, like, i haven't was really at its best that rivals a lot of other comedies like that was really good when it was you know at its peak
0: i haven't seen it in so long the only thing i can really only i can remember like a few little bits from it and one of the bits is the um uh jane krakowski's character who can't say who's playing in a movie called the rural
1: juror
0: (laughs) but can't say it (laughs)
1: <laughs> well she's saying it everyone pretends like they know what she's saying but they're like i have no idea what she's in i have
0: no idea what this movie is yeah, that's that's like a, a list of, i just have that as a running anytime anyone has like difficulty pronouncing, either of us have like difficulty pronouncing something we just say like oh yeah like the roger
1: the roger yeah that oh gosh that shows good yeah oh man and Alec baldwin sorry that's all that stuff we're not even gonna get into that there's a lot of things happening with him. Hope he's
0: he, oh good lord, yeah, he killed a guy. Um, uh, anyway, not not a, not a good person, but he was great on that show.
1: Yeah let let's bring it let's bring it home.
0: So, we thank you guys again for for listening to us and for uh, interacting with us on the on the social medias. As Thomas said, we're not on the social medias as often. Just you know, we're we're trying to take care of our mental health, spend some more time doing. Uh, things we love not that we don't love interacting with you guys but hey doing things that are do. doing things that are good for our uh, our mental health mm-hmm. and for uh, our general well-being so
1: i'll be at the crew match sunday if you're going to be there um send us a message or let us know we'll hang i'll be there with justin and brian Lenoir, and my pal ryan leg uh, from Ryan and Me, the one episode spin-off of Brian and me. Um so yeah we're gonna is that,
0: is that Ryan of the That Strange podcast?
1: Yeah, that strange podcast Ryan. Yeah, we're gonna be there again on Sunday finishing up the the season that was for the new, Columbus uh, crew.
0: New soccer fan Ryan Leg, who uh yeah. saw a crew a crew championship and a Chelsea championship in his first uh first year as a soccer fan. I, mm. I hate his guts. Um but no, you know, so where I said all that to say, you know, just uh, just interact with us on, on Twitter. Um, like we're Thomas said, we're, we're really <laughs> not on Instagram near as much. But, you know, we do have an Instagram. It's at Brian and me. Um, we're at Brian me on Twitter as well. Um, you know, we both tweet from there on occasion. Thomas is also his personal account is one Thomas Costello on Twitter. I, uh, I spend too much time on Instagram. You can follow me at Picklechip. I replaced the eyes with ones and uh, Thomas is at one Thomas Costello. Again, he's spending less time on there.
1: I went to a comedy show. That was my last post. I went and see Mateo lane who opened for fortune Feimster. I've not left more in a single night than I did seeing fortune Feimster. So if you have um, the Netflix machine, sweet and salty is her uh, comedy special. Oh my gosh. She had a whole new set that I saw live, but oh my gosh. It was, never, I was crying. I was never, crying. Never
0: watched her. I'll have to check that out. Uh,
1: it um, was the, the funny, the most I've laughed in a single night in my entire life. I laughed the entire opener the whole time. And it wasn't like I was laughing because other people, there were parts that I was laughing at that other people were like, eh. and I was, I thought the stupidest stuff was funny, maybe because I was out without kids. Maybe I was just on that high of <laughs> not having any responsibility, but damn fortune feebster and Mateo lane killed it. You need to go and search them out however you can. It's 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 it'll make your night, I promise you.
0: Good to know. Yeah. So um as we said earlier too, if you have extra tickets or if you want to buy tickets mm, so or whatever the yeah. case may be for the game on SAT on Sunday, uh that you want to donate to Chris, uh reach out to Thomas um at his uh one Thomas Costello or the Bryant Me account on Twitter. Um, and we will make sure that those get to, uh, Jeremy and the good folks over at Chris to, uh, oh, give the new Americans up, in our Ryan. community. We're Sorry, almost done. Had, Don't fall had, asleep had, yet. Had a little yawn there. Yeah. So we can, uh, get those, uh, new members of our community, a nice, a uh, nice day out. Yeah. So, uh, on that note, guys, please take care of yourselves, take care of your mental health, um, please do some research on a lot of the groups out there that are uh, unionized and striking right now. Mm-hmm. If you have any any way to uh, to help those folks out, please look them up and please do so. We've got to support uh, working people that are uh, fighting for you know better conditions, better pay, um, and a more ac- more equitable treatment in the workplace. And please have a great week. Let's go, Red Stars.
1: Yeah, let's fucking go. Sorry, Gotham, that you have to. Be destroyed and Carly Lloyd. uh, Congratulations on your career, but it ends Sunday.
0: Mm. Savage. Me. adios